Slaney, to be fair to say, you're quite a big hip hop fan, mate. What's up? <laughs> oh, Simon, I absolutely love my hip hop. Biggie, Biggie Smalls is my hero. He's inspired so many, and I, I, I love that type of music. And you like to drop it like it's hot? Absolutely. Uh, well, I think we found the perfect podcast for open goal fans who like a bit of rap music as well. You're joking. You want to hear about it? Absolutely. Well, it's called Hip Hop Raise Me, and it's hosted by DJ Semtex, who's a trailblazer in the hip hop world as a DJ, broadcaster, author, and acclaimed interviewer who sat down with the likes of Jay Z. You're joking. Kanye West. Nah. Drake. <gasps> Nas. And Eminem in the past. Wow. Mate, that's a big list. That's massive. It's nearly as big as your list. <laughs> a bit like Open Goal, the real conversations with some of the biggest heavyweights in the industry, including the likes of Chuck D from Public Enemy, Buster Rhymes, French Montana, and many more. Wow. Seems like the man, doesn't he? He really does. Mm. Love him. Uh, new episodes are released every Monday, so subscribe to Hip Hop Raise Me on all major podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and CastBox. There's more good news as well, Slaney. <gasps> we have an, an exclusive clip of the podcast with Chuck D. And here it is. Chuck D, how you doing? You must be in your ha haven, you know, being able to have your studio, your Zooms, <laughs> spot, man. Yeah, no, definitely. How have you, you managed to maintain through the lockdown? Like, how's it affected yourself and the band's like? Well, number one, I made it my, my decision. Last four years with Profits of Rage, I was, you know, 60-something countries, four million people playing in front of, you know, records, you know, album releases, and then on my independent label, Spit Slam Records, and then Rap Station doing everything from the road, my radio show weekly everywhere. So, I mean, getting acclimated and flavor, they want to do no more independent records. So that's why the Def Jam thing was... Was was a good settlement to say, okay, bro, we'll mm. we'll we'll land at Def Jam for for a great visit. But I've already been busy with albums and records, and Enemy Radio was like the DJ MC component of Public Enemy, mm. and uh, we have different parts of our PE that work independently. But with Public Enemy, it was like, okay, uh, we'll do something with Def Jam and Flavor's adamant that you know it's Chuck D and Flavor Flav, and then everything else afterwards <laughs> on that. So. <laughs> I've been busier than ever. Um, when I turned 55, it was a revisitation in, in a, my art world. First 25 mm -hmm. years of my, my life, I was in the fine arts and graphic arts. For the 26 on to 55, it was the music side of the art world. And mm -hmm. um, although I did, did art, I mean, everything from logos and mm -hmm. helped develop the first graphic departments for rap music and hip hop, because I thought we could compete with rock groups the way they visually promoted their thing. Um, you know, it's all part of the arts, man. And then, and then being who you are, you ought to be who you are through the art. So I am, you know, who I am, born and raised in 1960 from New York, black consciousness, raised as, as you know, as an independent art soul. All the things I got involved with that. My dad passed in, in 2016, and then that took me in a trajectory back into the art. So I've been mm -hmm. always busy with this whole make the most out of your time and um, never let a second go without creating, you know? Mm -hmm. So I know how you feel and that's how <laughs> I feel. I mean, that's what I mean, come feel, you know, kindred spirits. I mean, me and Primo, DJ Permit, same mm -hmm. type of energy of never stop the art, man. Mm -hmm. Never stop, you know, 
trying to push hip hop forward. And out of that mm -hmm. spawned this thing that we said, okay, we can make a statement for this particular moment. Quest Love with the Fight the Power 2000 remix, so, you know, Quest Love, Black Thought, Nas, Rhapsody, Jahi, who's been with, with, you know, with us since 2006, 2007, and, and also um, YG. I mean, right there, that idea comes out of, you know, Quest Love saying, we're going to make this happen. You know, I'm, I'm the mm -hmm. unofficial extra member of Public Enemy. And so, <laughs> you know, when you see something that's exciting, that speaks to the moment, you'd be a stupid fool to fight against it. And if somebody says, oh, man, it needs to be a song for this moment, those brothers they, and sisters, they made it happen. So go with the flow. Mm -hmm. And um, especially Young Energy is the truth to power, and Young Energy is the leadership. And I don't mm. think old energy is a leadership. So whenever in the United States we see dudes running for president and they 78, 79, 76 years old, man, I say, that's just not how it's supposed to be. And you saw mm. a lot of people take to the streets and a lot of youthful energy said, listen, we're going we're gonna to do what we think is right in this, in this uh, situation. So it, it all rolled up out of that. You know, Chuck, yourself and Public Enemy, you've made history, you've changed people's lives. And you've been part of the direction of hip hop. You, you've, you guys have been founders in laying the foundation bricks, stones of hip hop. How, how does it feel to see newer generations? So like we just discussed, like, you know, we, lo you know, we, we lost Pop Smoke, we lost um, Juice World, Extentacion. We lost a lot of these guys in the same time. And it's like, I, I don't think I've ever seen so many artists go uh, within a similar period at any given time. But, and then, you know, we see the discussions about mental health. You, you've seen what happened with Kanye and what, you know, what's been going on with him in social media. How does that feel to you as somebody who came through? It's like, I don't, I don't know how, how we protect the artists. Yeah. For me, it's frustrating, you know, because it's like, I want everybody to win. I want everybody to be, be good. But, you know, I don't, I don't know how... Does it frustrate you in any way or in any sense? Because, you know, you can you see the pitfalls before they fall into them. You know, the new norm is, is some sometimes could, could lead you in the, in the darker territories. I tend to always not when this came along to use it as a tool as opposed to a toy. But at my age and stage at the particular time, I knew my uses of this was going to be primarily as a tool because I, I know what a toy is. But you got people that have grown up into it. And right now, you know, you take something like the quote pandemic or you want to call it a pandemic, regardless of the fact, mm -hmm. it's the reality of what you got to go through this gadget now because mm -hmm. we're now netizens as much, if not more, than we were citizens, if we were even that. So even mm -hmm. if we were considered citizens, one thing they've, they've labeled you as a netizen. And a lot of the times the fact is that, yeah, People listen a little bit too much with their eyes, but one thing that they will hear, they'll hear some negative or negativity, or in many cases of our situation, negativity, which goes in the, the grain of white supremacy to make you always feel bad about yourself. And a lot of that else is out there. So to deflect a lot of this, you kind of need to be taught. We kind of need to be taught how to be net literate. We kind of need social media classes to know how to fight off the, the radiation that permeates out of these things where it has everybody talking at the same time, but who do you believe? When I did mm -hmm. Don't Believe the Hype in 1988, 
off a theory by a dude named Noam Chomsky that I studied in college. It wasn't to say don't believe everything, but it was like kind of challenge information. Mm. Once you get in the area, I don't believe it. I don't believe nothing. It's like you got to believe something. Mm. Once you say I don't believe anything, then you you will take what sticks to you real quick if it appeals to you, which might be the mm. furthest thing from the truth that you mm. might end up calling truth. Mm. That's something to watch out for. This is what leads into fascism. This is what leads right. into all these situations as they, they, they say can't come back. Yes, they can return in new ways to new people disguised. This is only a, a, if a person doesn't know history, even if you don't study the arts, because a lot of history is in the arts, whether it's theater, films, biographies or whatever, you got to be able to see the breadcrumbs in, in the past lives to be able to say, look out for that. Oh no, I don't see how I don't see how it's you then you the wise person is gonna connect the dots and say, nah, they pulling that same bullshit. That's the same thing mm. that they pull in jog. Mm. Rap and hip hop used to be able to untangle the twist mm. a lot easier. But then if it also makes the twist, can it untangle it? Is everything gonna be um caught up in the mix like that? How good does that sound, Slaney? Will you be tuning in? Can it be? So I will be listening to every single bit. I am over the moon. And I'm so excited. And who, who, who are you listening to? Your dad? You and your dad? Me, my dad, my mum, my sister, my friends will all be around there to listen to that. I drop it like it's hard. Drop yeah, it like, like it's hard. Remember, it's released every Monday, so subscribe to Hip Hop Raise Me on all major podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Castbox. What's up?